Good evening, champions of Europe, and welcome to another 1905 podcast. Today, Rick is losing his virginity, and he <laughs> is hosting his first ever 1905 pod. Take it away. I first want to apologise to all our loyal listeners for leaving <laughs> you free reprobates last week on your own. For that shambles of a pod, what you three did. <laughs> Making me angry while I was listening to it. <laughs> that was the aim. That means we succeeded. You certainly did. I'll give you that one. You certainly did. Well, you wait till um, tonight because, well, I know me and Ash are having a few. So this could be well, all right. As we already know, I'm joined by Tracy. Hello. I'm joined by Ash. Good evening champions of europe <laughs> and i'm joined by jordan good evening are you good how is everyone we're good oh, I'm how very are good. you buzzing still buzzing yes, what, yes, a weekend. Yes, yes, what a weekend what a weekend it was yes agree agree you know what we've done it again. i do feel like i need to say that obviously rick being in lisbon probably had the better chance ever of being at the game, but not really because of how the debacle of the tickets and the travel and everything was going on. But I am so pleased. I can't tell you how pleased I was at the death that he messaged the group with a picture of him in the grounds because I knew we were fucking winning it then. <laughs> yes. It is written in, in the, the I'm the good luck charm. Three out of three now. Three out of three European finals. Honestly, I knew because I knew you were at Bayern and then I didn't know you were at Amsterdam until tonight. But as soon as I saw that picture, I just felt so happy because and I don't normally feel happy about you, Rick, at any point in my life. But, <laughs> but, but, but that picture made me smile a thousand smiles because I was like, even though you were wearing reds, which was really out of order, uh, I just I just felt like that. I got... I cannot tell you the fucking stick I got for that red T-shirt. Yeah, good. So you many deserved people. it. You deserved it. I got it. hammered. I got hammered. I was like, it's a red. fucking T-shirt. Everyone red. hammered me for it. Red. Um, what I was thinking for today, um, because we are obviously all in very joyous moods. Yeah. I wanted to go through the one to 11, one player at a time. Oh, nice. And the subs who come on and just talk about them, how well they've done. Forgive me for not remembering, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> well, let's start with the goalkeeper. Oh. Well, now you've made that noise, I'm going to let you go first. Honestly, he just... I don't felt like he he had an awful lot to do. What did they have? Like two... One, one. shot on target? So one shot on target. Edward Mendy's night, I would like to say, felt quiet, but... There were still those moments of shot, even that Mares in the 96th minute, where you just don't know where they're going. And he was sort of planted to the spot, and it was like, oh my God, he hasn't even moved. And it was, it was like, on his knees. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But do you know what? I just felt like he was as commanding as ever. It was and a calming presence, wasn't it? It was like really knowing he was, was there it was reassuring, wasn't it? Yeah. And do you know yeah. what? I've not ever felt unsafe with him in goal really and I think the defence sort of like how you feel with me when I'm on the pods isn't it really that's a stretch (laughs) but (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to call you the Mendy of the pod. You want me to be honest? <laughs> but no, I just felt like, you know, everyone played their part. But with him, I didn't feel like, I felt assured with him. I didn't yeah. feel like there was a disaster coming up with him, if you want me to be honest. I, I think it it would have been very cruel for that shithouse touch from Morris to go in. And I did yeah. think it was going to take us to extra time because Mendy didn't have that covered. But no, I absolutely love the guy. Honestly, I think he's brilliant. And his reaction at the end, like his story, and everybody knows his story, he's come from nothing. It was like love. It sort of hit him that full-time whistle, didn't it? It just all hit him, yeah. I think, didn't it? What a story for the guy, though. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Every time I see, like, the final whistle go and him just on the mm. floor with his head in his hands, crying his eyes out. He's so much to him. Yeah, you... That's when you have to look at it and go, right, that is the biggest humbling, isn't it? Where he's mm. come from the, the situation that he has and he's now a European champion. Like, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Thing. I In don't think, for once, I don't think I can add anything to what you said or disagree, to be honest. So I'm <gasps> going to pass it over to the other two. Rick's doing well, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Host Rick's All nicer than, uh, than, yeah. than the panel Rick. <laughs> We should have Hang on, it's still early. It's still early. Hang on, it's still early. Don't worry about that. It's still early. Um, um, I'll, I'll jump yeah, in then. I, I, I think, you know, we, we can eulogise over a number of players. And like Tracy said, I think that common influence can't be underappreciated and understated. I think Thiago Silva and Edouard Mendy have brought a lot to the team defensively just from that bit of confidence. You know, Mendy, you just feel like his arms are long enough to get to anything. Right, that Mares volley aside, um, <laughs> and I think he has. He's just instilled confidence. But I think more than that, we were just, you know, with even with Kepper in goal um, against uh, Man City, I think we were up for it. We were fucking up for it. But Mendy yeah, has. We I mean, Mendy has played. Has he played every Champions League game, or was there one he didn't play? I can't remember. But he's equaled the clean sheet record, I think. Yeah. Um, for the for for a Champions League campaign. We only conceded four goals four in the goals. entire so, campaign. So now we, yeah, so now we are we're record holders. We've conceded the fewest goals in a successful Premier League winning campaign. We've conceded the fewest goals in a successful Champions League winning campaign. A lot of that is to do with Mendy. You know, against Real Madrid, yeah. he, he stood firm. And one thing I would like to talk about: a lot of noise was been made, and before the pod, we said about um, Edison putting Sterling through early on. And everyone talks about, oh, Edison. They said, Edison's the only keeper who can play that ball. That's what the commentators said. But that remember that goal that Kai Havertz scored on Saturday night? Um, that started with Mendy. Yeah. Mendy got the ball out quickly. A perfect to ball Chilwell, wasn't it? to the touchline to Chilwell. And yeah. then we'll, we can obviously come on to the touches from that point onwards. But, yeah. but the, the accuracy of that pass was, was what created the goal. And that was where it started. And I think yeah. Mendy, Mendy can play ball. Um, he can play with his feet and, you know, we talk about him in terms of his, his his ability to claim crosses and fucking hell, when they were throwing long balls in and that going full Rory Delap, I was glad we had Mendy between the sticks. He was commanding, mm. wasn't he, when those long balls were coming in at the end? Absolutely. We, we put our head on everything, yeah. but I just felt comfortable well, knowing you... he was there. And would any of you said, like, because I didn't remember, but I don't remember much, but when, when I read that <laughs> stat that we'd only conceded four goals in the entire campaign, I was Mad. like, what? 
mad, like, isn't that's it? That's crazy yeah. to only concede four goals. Like, why was I then so nervous leading up to the Champions League final? Yeah, think Atletico, crazy, Real, Madrid, Real Madrid scored. Benzema scored a class goal. Porto. Um, oh, yeah. Like, we just, just scored one, didn't they, when we'd already topped the group. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. We drew it. Mad. Um, how about you, Jordan? You got anything to add for Mendy? Or not really? I just always feel yeah. the same as you lot. Like always feeling safe hands when he's on the uh, the team sheet. Always, always feel more, much more confident. And um, yeah. he's a great addition to the squad. This is just Brilliant. a start for him. Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I, I don't want anyone else coming in in terms of goalkeeper. Like, if you're gonna bring like. Don't look at Donnarumma. I don't need him. We've got Mendy, mate. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, we can spend the money somewhere else and the big wages yeah. somewhere else. Why would um, we? Uh, why would we look anywhere else? Oh yeah, look exactly. at that picture. Oh, exactly. There was Love the one it. that they did where it was side by side with Czech, and honestly, yeah. it was just amazing to yeah. be exactly the same pose. It was just incredible. Brilliant. All right, for exactly. I was just showing a picture to everyone of uh, Mendy holding old big ears aloft. Yeah, that's a great shot, that is. Um, let's talk about the three centre-halves. So, I'm going to start with the three centre-halves, actually. All right, yeah, go on. Because I feel like I'm the only sensible one out of the four of us anyway, so I should start, I think. So, uh, the <laughs> Or the most grumpy. <laughs> Simon Cow. Simon Cow, over to you. Um, so, Rudiger, Silva... Azbilaqueta, um, I thought all three of them, up until Silva went off, Silva was faultless. I don't, as usual, to be honest, I don't, apart from the his body. first game, I don't remember him having an error in any games for us, to be honest. Um, I thought specifically, I want to talk about Azbilaqueta. When, really in the second half, when you're looking at, you're in the trenches and you're defending a 1-0 lead, European final is there a better man to dig in like when that I can't remember who put the cross in that cross come in and he's facing our goal and he somehow stuck his foot up and got it over the bar for a corner I was mm. like I was literally right at the corner it was, I think ground. it was Mahrez Mahrez or the Bruyne it was out right when it and it went into mm. the back post. yeah great he cross just slid in and it's gone over yeah it was Rudiger going was... happening for I think Gundogan was, Gundogan was on the... It was mm, unbelievable, yeah. but it weren't the only thing that he'd done. Rudiger, he'd done an unbelievable block in the first half, and he was shithousery at the best times again as well, and all three, all three of them. Kevin, and Kevin De Bruyne might remember this one. He, yeah, I don't know, he took a bit of a knock to the end. But he might claim concussion, but it's going to work I want to mention specifically as well is Christensen. Oh, uh, what honestly, how do you come into a game with that magnitude? Yes, yeah, you continue now, mate. Because you just said exactly what at, I was going to say. At, Go on, mate. Like when you come into that game at that magnitude, at that age, still, still young, and just you know the story of him coming from the youth and that to take over from someone like Thiago Silva is fucking big bricks on your shoulder, and that guy just it, took it, it mate. Was faultless, right. wasn't he? Do you know what? I was so, I was I, so happy for him. And I actually think so because he hadn't him. been playing. Yeah. Like, there was, it was, only it was almost it, a bit it? risky, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's like he hasn't played for a month, and it's like, is he, is he, how he left off, which he was playing really fucking well, and it was unfortunate the way, you know, he stopped playing. 
but we was like, is he gonna is he gonna fill his boots? Is he gonna fill his boots? He more than more than did like. Oh, the boy he, did not put uh, a foot wrong. He, and to come yeah, in every so single defender game. that game got at least one block, successful yeah. block against. Yeah, they all City those three centre halves were yeah. were like were brilliant. How did absolutely um, phenomenal? I think as how well. How did you feel about the three? Sorry, just on no, Christensen, just quickly. Just wanted to say, like, because especially as that was a forced change, that wasn't a change that was going to take place at that moment. So the, the pressure on, on Andreas at that point is massive. He's not played. He's following in the footsteps of fucking Thiago Silva. He's yeah. only leaving the pitch for injury. That must have been massive. And for him just to literally shoulders back, head high, and do that job with the magnitude that he did, fucking fair play to the boy, because we've obviously all seen him crumble after certain incidents, and he's really, really stepped up this season, and I was so proud of him. He didn't look out of place, he didn't put a foot wrong, he was solid, he made sure that he was covering, and he was, you know, and, and taking the lead at points, and I just thought, do you know what? Fucking fair play. He was even pointing to people and organising the back line at some points. And I just thought, if anyone was going to come in seamlessly, not being rude, I wouldn't have picked him to be the one to do that. But my God, it did he. He seems to be growing in stature under Tuchel as well, I think, which is nice. It's really nice to see him getting a bit more confidence in his ability. Um, What about you, Ash? How do you feel about the three centre-halves? Well, four if you count Christensen as well. I love every single one of them. To be honest, I think Tony Rudiger and Christensen have completely swung me. Um, mm. I will never call that kid a, a cheek string or a sick former again. <laughs> you know, that's gone now. That nickname, isn't it? He yeah, he's he made you just go words. through fucking. He didn't just go through sick form. He went through college, university, and the first ten years of a working life on Saturday night. Yeah. and I back him now. I'm, I'm he skipped a few years, didn't he? Definitely. But, but, you know, just to start with the first one, Rudiger, um, I, I think he needs to wear the mask forever now. Um, we love but, a mask player, don't we? A mask player always do. does yeah, they well. They always play quite well, don't yeah. they? Zorro, mate. Um, yeah. He, he just, he, he, and we, we even, at the time, so just, just to talk about Rudiger's strengths, we said, like, he is the best of the centre-backs when we're playing the three. We said on Saturday night, he's the best on the left side. Yes, so when it yes. came to... When it came to replacing Silva, I said straight away it has to be Christensen because Zuma would mean Rudiger would move inside mm. and Zuma would have moved outside or Zuma would have been inside and it wouldn't have been as, as good, I don't think. I don't think he can play that as well. He, he's not as calm. He's a little bit erratic. He puts a lot of focus. Zuma's great, but he just he, he, he seems to really have to concentrate on his passing, whereas mm. Christensen can carry the ball out. He can dictate. More play, like comfortable you say, on the ball, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I think, you know... Uh, well, it's probably a lot to be said for Rudiger being in his natural position and then someone else being next to him because then he is more commanding. Yeah, but also just to, to say the first maybe slightly contentious um, issue, issue, first slightly contentious thing on this pod, um, of course, you know, Frank Lampard's a legend, we love him and he, uh, I wouldn't have sacked him, but he, he, we've got someone who can clearly coach a defence better than than Frank could because yeah. Frank had Silver and Mendy for the first half of this season and, you know, we are conceding less, we are shutting out good teams. Good Although teams I would like, I would like to just point out that Thiago Silva, with, with everything that's happened this season, still lays his head at 
Frank Lampard's yeah. feet. There's a it's reason a for that. Dream for doing that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. There's a reason for that. that. I love that post he, he made. He, he put yeah. out there thanking Frank. So uh, the back three, uh, the back four, Christensen, legends, but we haven't mentioned him by name yet. So I'm going to. El Capitan, he has fucking won everything. He would die for the cause. Cesar mm. Azpilicueta, we'll just call him Dave. We'll he just call him a legend. Unbelievable. He was brilliant. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was brilliant. He it, deserves it, it, mate. It's the minute you know, because I think, you know, we, I think he has been questioned over the last couple of years with his, um, like, captaincy and, uh, and whether he's a leader or not. And I think, the, the minute you step into a Champions League final and the guy's there with his face up, oh, like he's ready for war. And to conduct himself on the pitch, to be the way he was, just for me, just cemented the reason he had been given the captaincy. Because he might not be the most aggressive all the time, but the minute you fucking need him, he's leading you to something. He's a vital but cog you, for Tuchel, I think. But you yeah. can see it as well, like when it's the... like. The post-match interviews when <laughs> with him in it, you could you could just see like that his presence. Do you know what I mean? You could tell. Yeah. Like, tell. Do you think the interview with Kai? Like he's their him, dad. Do yeah, you know like what I mean? he was saving Kai a bit because I think it was obvious. Some I don't think he was saving Kai. Well, I, think... I felt like the the, the question was always going to be about his price tag and how that goal has like fulfilled his price tag. It's, it's such a lazy journalism in my mind. Yeah. Exactly what Dave was doing. But that's, that's why exactly me, doing. Dave came in knowing that was coming, and the minute he started pumping. He's a superstar. Off. He's going to be better next same, season. Same happened to. Did you see the Timo Werner one? They asked him some question, and it was like, couldn't he? He's like, um, I don't understand he, the question. I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand, understand, understand the questions. We <laughs> yeah. won the cups, <laughs> and uh, the next questions. Yeah, yeah. He literally said, I don't understand the question. Oh, mate. I don't understand the questions. We won the cups. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great way to handle it because I don't think anyone last night should have been questioned at all because every single one of them had stamped their mark on that game in one way or another. And I don't think yeah. that no one let us down. No one, the only thing I will say was that Pulisic when I thought it had gone in, but you know, yeah, oh, yeah, Pulisic, yeah. he deserved that. He was unlucky, but, unlucky. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was anyone to criticise. The other thing I just want to say is, um, Go on, mate. I'll let you. Go on, you crack on. <laughs> a, it's all right. Uh, Go on, crack a, on. It's all right. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of talk about you know our team being young and and Havertz and Mount and Werner and yeah, we've got you know we've got youth. Um, we've got we've got a well, lot. Havertz is one look, of the older ones. To really. look forward to, to look forward to. Well, Havertz, Timo's older than Havertz, but that defense, that, that defensive back three, Rudiger's twenty eight. As been a question, 31, Silver's 36, right? And you know the old adage, I can't remember who said it, but you don't win anything with kids. You need a balance. We said that last season. Mm. You need a balance of maturity, experience, and that, like... Spine's always got to be experienced. The spine of your side needs experience in it. And that that's probably the oldest defensive line in, in the Champions League this season. Well, yeah. even, with, um, even with Christensen coming on. Well, okay, he brings it right down. I, I don't know, but either way, as a starting back three, the mm. starting defensive line, 31, 36, and 28, that, you know, but defenders coming to that prime around that age. Yeah. And, mm. and you know, Thiago Silva, I was gutted. We were all gutted for him. All gutted oh, for him when he went proper off. Gutted. Yeah. 
But, but he looked happy but, at the end, though, didn't he? I was going to say, but I almost felt like it was a fake thing because I think we've all looked at Thiago Silva as he's the first person since John Terry's gone that you could almost like feel like he's take he's actually like replaced him. The he's first a leader, time. Isn't he? So the minute he went off, I was gutted for him because genuinely he, was, yeah, he, he looked gutted. But at the same time, he was like t-shirt over his head, crying. Oh, like. I, I felt so bad for him. Honestly, I watched it back last night and I genuinely still cried when he put a t-shirt <laughs> over his head and he looked so gutted. But I thought this makes me feel like it's meant to be because. It, it, we're now relying on Andreas Christian, mm. one of our academy like products. And yes, and that's oh, the thing. Academy yeah. put on an academy boy. Yeah. He's been there since he was but, 16, isn't he? I think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I just think, you know, as, as horrible as that was for Silver, <laughs> the way Christensen implemented in, himself into the game, it almost then it, it still gave me confidence that everything was going to be okay. And as gutted as I was for Silver, it felt like that was that moment that John Terry wasn't in the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's the they one were, they were relying on. Those those four defenders, those four defenders in those three positions at the back, they were brilliant. All four of them, they all played their they part there. Are we going um, to talk about Race James soon? We are gonna go Wing because back. you're gagging to talk about Reese James. I'm gonna go to Chilwell next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ben Chilwell, um, actually, let's do Chilwell and James together. Mm. So, Ben Chilwell and James, what I liked about them both is, is that they destru- they were overlapping brilliantly the whole game because what City tend to do, they have the two center halves who sit obviously the deepest, a holding midfielder, which they didn't have, but they ha- they still had someone sitting in front of the two centre-halves. Mm. And then they normally like to push those full-backs on. And then... Massive what- cock-up by Pep, that, by the way, just quickly. Massive cock-up he- by Pep. Oh, he fucked up. And well, then he, told, he told the presenter of Sky, of uh, BT Sports, who was it? No, Rio. He interviewed by Rio. He told us exactly how Tuca was going to set us up and it's yes. this massive interview in the week. And we played exactly as he said we were going to. So why the fuck didn't he take his own advice? He thought he thought Tuchel was going to do something clever. So he decided, but you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't not experiment play in the Champions mid. League final. No. You don't not play defensive mid against Mason Mount and Timo Werner. No. And, and as, as harsh as it is to say, I think that's where Pep showed his European naivety with um, City because. You've literally sat and spelled out Chelsea's game. And I don't mean to be rude. It's not like we've mi- we've mixed players up, but we've not really mixed our system up at all. So no. he had it absolutely bang on. And the fact that he, I think it's almost more humiliating for him that he's expressing in an interview how he knows we're going to set up. And then all of a sudden, that's exactly what we do. And he couldn't handle it. I just want to quickly, I know, we, I know we're going to talk about wing-backs, just to quickly go back to the back three, because I've just remembered something. Um, our back three, including Christensen as well, so the back four, cost a combined £36 million. But all we do is buy titles, though. That right, doesn't make on. any sense. It combined £36 million, right? To put that into perspective, not one of City's back four cost less than £36 million. Not one of them on their own. Wow. He was double Diaz, wasn't he? I think he was double that. Walker was 50. I swear Diaz Laporte was, was like 75. 60. He was, yeah. He Laporte was really 50. Fucking start. John Stones was 50. 
Oh no, sorry, Zinchenko. Zinchenko. It was Zinchenko. Zinchenko yeah. Cheap. Cheap. Yeah, he's academy, but, isn't he? I think Zinchenko. No, um, they, they paid for him. I think, but like something stupid. The, like, the fullbacks. Yeah, the fullbacks were unbelievable because they destroyed their fullbacks every time, overlapping. That their fullbacks were just finished by the end of the game. They yeah. were just turned inside out for 90 minutes. Mason Chilwell never looked like they were running out of energy anytime soon. Reese James fully fucked Sinchenko, mate. What was most impressive about the two of them was Ben Chilwell, I'm sure Morris is still tucked in Ben Chilwell's back pocket. You're hiding in Reese James's back pocket. Well, there's been a joke, isn't there, where someone says, "Oi, Reese, have you got any euros in? Uh, have you got any euros? Yeah, no, I've only got sterling in my pocket." <laughs> <laughs> One um, of the I best things. That moment, uh, it was in the first half, and the ball got played in, um, and they, they like they do, they work it wide, but in the box, they have a lot of touches in the box. City. They work it wide, and then they look for a cutback, and uh, they 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 built that opportunity. They built that exact scenario. And it looked sure as shit they were going to get that cut back in. And out of fucking nowhere, he covered 70 yards. Chilwell just come flying in, blocked it. He, and he was... Just, he come out of fucking nowhere. He's up and down, up and down, up and down. He, he, we said, yeah. we said, we backed him from the start when there was a lot of talk and Alonso and all that. And Chilwell was just, I mean, he looks like 50 million pound well spent, right? But that oh. was that, uh, like, like referring than... back with the, the Alonso thing to show... Uh, newest tactics. Alonso already played there, and it was he wanted Chilwell up to scratch, and now Chilwell's that full product. We can see yeah. it there on Saturday night, and exactly it's, not gonna be, it's not going to be the, any any different. I think we've got I the think, full product in Chilwell now, and that's it. He's only going to go get better. I think if you want me to be honest, I think I almost felt like um, the occasion it almost made us raise our game, and I yeah. think we've. Um, with Reese and and Ben in particular, I felt like they just were literally like, this is 90 minutes of our life. It doesn't matter. We're going to give absolutely 200% and I'm not going to let anything get past me. And if I am, I know that the next person is also paying at 200%. So they're not going to let it get past them. And I think Reese James in particular, my God, I think it was really hard to choose a man of the match last night, but I'd actually say Reese James was mine. He was up there for me. He literally was just, he played out of his skin. And and Chilwell, yeah. And I just think that it almost like felt like last night, I think with the back line, as you've said, with the three and then with Silver going off having having Christensen, so we're talking about four players, and then those wing-backs, like... I think it would have taken something really fucking special to actually like mm. ruin that. If you want me to be honest, oh, it would take it would have had to have taken something unbelievable to break us down. I think yeah, the I defensive think so. structure and how well drilled they all were from the back right to the front. Um, it was it was brilliant, and I think you can kind of now it's easy for us to look back as well. I don't know how you three feel about this, but I was thinking about this the other day. Kind of feels like. They've definitely had more than half an eye on this game since they beat Real Madrid. They've yeah. definitely been looking at this game and just also, thinking, let's just put everything into this game. But let's remember, up until the last game of the season, we were still fighting for something in the league. Yeah. Man City had more than enough time to rest their mm. key players. Oh, yeah. And and, and it, it kind of undone them, I think. I think their arrogance this week got the better of them, where they honestly thought Good. they just were going to have Good. to turn up. And they need to fucking be knocked down. 
But like, I you said, know what, yeah. you know the Aparty thing for um, Leicester yeah. where he threw the, the crescent Amar- thing? Right? Yeah, Amarty. Yeah. Amarty, um, sorry, yeah. And I said and I said then, like, in the league game then, everyone went at him. He wasn't even on the pitch mm. and everyone was going at him. That was exactly the same with KDB yesterday. Anyone who could have a little nibble at him, they were. And I thought, this is the shithouse Chelsea I like because if you're going to disrespect us, we'll make sure we come down on you ten times as hard. No, there was this like, article. Def- Sorry, I should you go if you've had your hand knocked. No, 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 you're right. You'll carry on. No, mate. no, I was just about to say there was an article with De Bruyne and it was like, oh, I can't remember what it was, but I saw it pop up today and it was like him saying to a paper or media going, um, I couldn't even remember uh, Chelsea winning the Champions remember 2012. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just an absolute cunt, mate. Like, I'm glad. Yeah, oh, do you know what? I look back, yeah, okay, he's quality, whatever. But do you know what? I'm glad. No, that's the, the way it went because he's just a cunt. I don't like him as a player. I think he's a cunt. I think he's their arrogance arrogant showed this week, and and it's Good. a little bit like um, Fucking... you, you don't. And I, do you know what? I'm actually, we need to, if we sort ourselves out against the small teams next season, I don't. I'm not fucking scared of City anymore. I used to shit myself when we used to come up against. But them. I think We're... I think that's where I've been saying though, haven't I? Really, all like since Tuchel come in, I was very much saying like I don't think he's got a hold of the Premier League. It's not his fault, but he, now he's had yeah. some experience. He just he needs to battle that. the smaller teams. Yeah, now you know, I like, think he needs moving to on, on he's got a full pre-season now, hasn't he? But yeah. Is I think his arms aching, so I, I want to see what he's got to say. <laughs> Thank you. No, just I wanted to add to the the, the, the conversation about the wing backs, um, and I wanted to throw this at you, Rick, because as was uh, heavily publicised on our our own Twitter feed. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, what did you I say? were the nineteen oh five representative at the uh, Dragao. Yes. Um, so congratulations on getting a ticket. Yeah, well done, Mum. Yeah, well being done, mate. A part of Munich and a part of Porto, mate. You, you've, yes. you've, you've been part of history there for us. Um, yes, and, definitely. And you and the other fans were in fine fucking voice. So big up yeah. every single fucking Yeah, fan. well done, fucking mate. I couldn't even Chelsea speak fan. the day after, to be honest. It's only come back today, yeah. so I was quite glad I we didn't do the pod yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, As did Zigazaga in the living room, to... mate, and then after that it was gone. <laughs> I was doing Zigazaga, yeah, that was good. Um, I wanted to ask you, Rick, like, with, with Chilwell and Reese. You know, they're English lads. Okay, Chilwell hasn't come through the academy, but we're talking about them being up for it and then being a little bit more punchy and, like, you know, treating it as, like, they're putting 200% in, like Trey yeah. said, for those 90 minutes. Did you get a feel for that in the stadium? Was it, like, every touch of that as everything they did was, like... Did, was, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm asking? There was... Yes, I know exactly what you're saying, mate, and I completely agree with you. There was... it. There was just kind of... They just were faultless... And every single Chelsea fan in that stadium appreciated how well both of them were playing. They were, both of them, so tactically aware, playing against two very fucking dangerous players on either side. And But it weren't like they were just solid defensively. They were making Sterling and Mares having to track back as well because they were so dangerous going forward. Yeah, well, that, yeah, uh, it was I beautiful. That, it was beautiful. Oh. That then, you know, we mentioned Mendy's ball out, so that takes us on to the next touch in the goal, which oh, was Chilwell's. Chill Chill well. yeah. A first time inside step little volley layoff. from the touchline, it will lay off to Mason Mount. I mean, to the, the awareness, and there's right. you know, we talk about little like relationships all over the pitch, and 
Chilwell and Billy Gilmore have got some that that bit. Billy Gilmore has replaced uh, James Madison, hasn't he? Basically, for I'm pretty it, sure. I'm pretty sure life. that Gilmore and Chilwell live with each other. I don't know. I don't know. But I've because there was a video, unless yeah, they were just chilling with each other. Yeah, that, that video when chilling, Gilmore like, got into the Scottish. Yeah, well, that, I reckon. All that, I think but, I think Chilwell just invited Billy around his house. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. But um, but either way, like that layoff from Chilwell was just. Mm. It just set the whole, well, obviously Mendy started the move, but that kind of that kind of set Mount free. He had a bit of space in it because it was so inventive that touch from Chilwell. Oh, man, and, and we he just all, had so all, much space in Mount, didn't they? Every player in that move in that chain, every player exposed the space. The Mendy pass exposed the space because Chilwell was hugging the touchline, and it was if that ball was overhit slightly, he can't pass it one touch. He's got to control it. Yes, yeah. so he loses, then it goes... he loses a second or two. And then and it goes again to after it leaves Mount, and then you see it. Werner runs diagonal, pulls the player away from great fucking run from Werner. Great run. Literally I mean, pulls that, that, them that, away. That you move, had two that... people with Werner, and then you had one that was trying to track Havertz, and it just weren't happening. He's that already gone. Was, it hey, was so it's, slick. It's phenomenal. So slick. Like, no, 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 no second, no half second, no fraction no. of a second was wasted. With the no. ball going from his feet. To the back of the net, it was just we maximised every little bit of time. Yeah, with yeah. That. I was going to ask um, Rick because obviously he was there. Go on, I, Trace. You ask me whatever you want. Go oh, on. Oh, on <laughs> Do you still hate me? No. <laughs> I don't give a shit if he hates me. <laughs> on telly, as we said, like for the FA Cup final against Leicester, it felt like there was a bit of an agenda against Chelsea because we know our fans sing. And we sing yeah. when we're losing. We don't. We just sing. And I never believe anything when it sounds like we're not there. So it always makes me think, like you know, microphones are well positioned. Whereas FA Cup final, definitely they might. Yeah, the Leicester they've done it before at the bridge where Matthew Arden lower. Uh, well, Matthew Arden as a whole actually sing louder than anyone. Uh, but then you can always hear the the away fans. That's bullshit. Like that's not happening. Yeah. So I don't believe that. But. How much do you think yesterday did Chelsea, uh, sorry, on Sun Saturday play their part? Because City fans sounded quiet. Now, I don't think there would have been any bias as to where, like, it was a, It was an all-English final. I felt like it was pretty fair. Do yeah. you think that, like, Chelsea fans, because they were so fucking noisy. I mean, we we in my lounge were singing every song that you so, like, were singing in the Yeah, stand. we were joining him. It was that loud. Like, it was so easily, like... You know, like there was definitely there was definitely more City fans in the stadium than there was Chelsea fans. Oh and really? I mean, yeah, they all got lots of people have said that. Yeah, lots of people. Said they that. seemed like they'd snapped up. You know, they'd done those eighteen hundred tickets for UEFA. It seemed like they'd snapped up the majority of them because there was loads of them in the the. In the bit I was sitting in, it was like a neutral area, so there was a mix of Chelsea and City fans, but there was definitely more City fans in my bit. Definitely more City fans. Um, the first and five ten... made them cry by cheering our goal and at the end, right? Well, uh-huh. the first five ten minutes they were really la- they were really loud, and obviously they sound really loud because I was right next to them. They sounded loud. It was all blue moon at the start, and they were all really excited. And then after ten minutes, it just flatlined. They were the they were the quiet. Manchester equivalent of Liverpool singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" and then that's shutting it, up. That's exactly what it was, but. Where I'm right up the other end from the majority of the Chelsea fans, and I'm not just saying this, all I could hear 
was the Chelsea fans up the other God, end. No, no. That's all I could hear. That's all I could hear. Our support away in Europe, our support are always fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was always. really, really good. And you could see the City fans were all kind of looking at each other and they had little pockets for trying to get things going. And it just wasn't catching at all. Yeah. It weren't they were just I don't know whether it was very nervous or we just took the or because the way we were playing and keeping the ball in the first half. I was gonna say, because uh, I think we shot them. them. Yeah, I wonder if we shot them with our presence on the pitch, to be fair. And on Twitter, on Twitter there's a video doing the rounds of uh City fans. Uh one's had a tattoo, (laughs) tattoo done before the game saying (laughs) saying that they won it. And then there's another one chanting, chanting champions of Europe. Yeah. And uh, one of the other City fans said to him, no, mate, after the game. Yeah. And that is, you know, I, I just think they, they thought they, they, everyone was blowing smoke up their asses. Yeah, the media were blowing smoke up their fucking asses. They thought they just had to turn up. I only met a couple. Never, of... never make Chelsea the underdog. I'm talking to the world here. Never make Chelsea <laughs> the underdog, right? Because this fucking underdog will bite you on the arse harder than you've yes. ever been bitten. That's mm. well, twice. On the first day, <laughs> I got there on the... Friday late morning and I met a couple of City fans I went to have a beer and I was talking to a couple of City fans and the ones I spoke to were extremely nervous about the game there was only a couple were of them. They? They, they were very nervous one of first them said, he, said final, it? he kind of said that he said it's our first big final and he said to me and he goes to be honest he goes I was there when we were in the second division and he said, he goes, I've still got that mentality that I just think no matter how far we go, we're just never going to quite go the whole way. And someone's always going to beat us. And then I, and then I thought about that guy literally at full time. He popped into my head and I was like, Oh, he was spot on. He's going to be gutted. He's going to be gutted. From a fan's perspective, the mentality thing's interesting because although we were all nervous and, you know, we drew parallels between 2012 and 21 and we wanted them to be true. We wanted them to matter. And we wanted, you know, we wanted everything on our side. But, you know, we, we've won one before. So for us, I feel like as fans, there maybe was a little bit less pressure. You know, we, we, we weren't getting, we weren't Apart from we how many players in yeah, our we remember, team, we remember they, Moscow. they weren't there. We remember Moscow. As soon as I realised it wasn't raining, I thought, yeah, OK, we've got I a good chance I think it was here. more... I think for me, in the stadium, I wasn't I wasn't very nervous in the stadium. And that felt quite... Before Munich, I thought I was going to puke when I got into my seat, to be honest. I was so nervous. Yeah, but the, the, obviously, I wanted us to win and I was worried about the game. But I was kind of like fairly confident. But it was more like a quiet confidence. I didn't need to show it to anyone that I was confident in me. I felt... I felt that we had enough to win the game. Yeah, you felt it says a lot about Tuchel because I've felt like that going mm. into every big game. I, mm. I shit myself when we come up against Crystal Palace or Wolves or yeah. West Brom. But actually, when yeah. we turn out against Real Madrid or City or Liverpool, I feel fine. I feel I, like... I think I, I did the same because I've expressed so many times on this pod where I just felt like the Champions League was his comp. He knew he it. Said, we said, and, no, I yeah, agree. I agree. Yeah, and I th- and that's the thing. I think almost with last year, although he's claiming it's his shoes, which was, did you see the thing oh, about his, I love that. his shoes? And that there was a massive thing about that. And I was just like, that's brilliant. Because that I'm so brilliant. superstitious that I really respected him for that. Don't fucking forget your shoes again. Yeah, <laughs> did you, did you hear was... the background of where he got the shoes yeah, from? Yeah, PSG. Yep, yep. They really gave him the funny. shoes to wear to the final, and he and forgot. He forgot. 
That's and they brilliant. Lost. So, so he thought he'd wear them for us. <laughs> I bet um, him and Silver were putting real good fucking juju on that. Yeah, shit. I bet. I bet. That was brilliant. I won't lie Moving. as well. I think we've, um, Tuko, I just want to say, um, like him throughout that entire game, he had me in fits at points because it was like, didn't matter what minute it was, it was almost like he just remembered fans were in the stadium. And even though you were already singing, he wanted that little bit more. Yes, and he literally yes, was like, yes, yeah. yeah, and I was yeah. like, I and love that because he knew, I think he knew that was the extra oomph that we needed to keep that momentum going because no one could work that hard for 90 minutes without having, you know, exactly. laps in, in concentration or energy. And he ensured that the, the fans were fucking constantly up. And I was like, I love that. I love yeah, that. And- as a TV viewer, we saw him do that multiple times, right? Mm. And when we scored, he turned to his bench, he turned to everyone behind him. And when the final whistle went, he turned to everyone behind him. He was <coughs> engaging as many people as possible. Did you, do you remember seeing Pep do that? Did the cameras show Pep do that once? No, he just angry. They were all not bitching at, at each other. And the thing that made me laugh was Glenn Oddle on the commentary for BT Sport, and it, it pissed me off a little bit, because he turned around and said, well... Why is Tuchel the one trying to whip up the fans? Surely his assistant should be doing that and he can concentrate ah, on the game. Fuck off, mate. Hoddles? Bernie McManaman? No, Hoddle said it. Hoddle said it and then McManaman agreed with him. And I was like, oh. Oh, It can't have been just Hoddle and McManaman, though. No, um, the other one was... Um, oh, there was three, was there? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't even realise. Didn't even no, realise. Yeah. No, that was the point. He was so subdued. It was Darren Fletcher. So subdued that literally them two were kind of taking a... Just almost having like a little fucking meandering chat amongst each other. But they're talking about Tuchel shouldn't be the person. I don't care. Every Chelsea manager we've had knows what our fans are like. The minute you put your fucking hands in the air, everyone raises their voices 10%, 20%, 30% higher. It's nice yeah. that. Why was that such yeah. an issue? <laughs> okay, yeah. Wembley, you know, we brushed past Wembley, the Cup final, but it was nice that for such a big game, mm. fans could be there, just for oh. the players, for the management, yes. but for the fans as well. Yes, it was big. No, I agree. Really I big. Agree. It definitely you got to think all the way through, we didn't have fans in the Champions League. No. It was only the final that we yeah. were allowed it, and it fucking paid so, off. And that's, you know, shout, shout out to the fucking players. And management, yeah. because yeah. Yeah. things need to be more on point. And okay, you know, we would have said last year, oh, it needs an asterisk because fans weren't in the stadium or whatever. Stick an asterisk next to it. I don't give a fuck anymore. But um, but fair play to them. They got up for the big games without fans in the stadium. They beat Real Madrid. Yeah. Well, they it, beat was Madrid. it was fair. No one had any fans for the entire Champions League until the final. It's so. only the Premier League that wasn't fair, where some teams had fans for home games. And some had more, and... didn't they? Because of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we, can we please talk about the best player in the world, the surely Ballon d'Or winner? We are nearly there, but not quite there yet. <laughs> next. We're not there yet, Ash. Oh, next. He's hosting. Next, oh, I, I want to talk going. about two players, Jorginho oh. and Kante. Best player in the world. And Golo. Honestly, fucking love that boy. Um, I love him. I want to take him home. I want to take him home. I'm going, first of all, I'm going to go to Jordan. I want to know what Jordan wants to say about Kante and Jorginho. Well, Kante was just... He was uh, unreal, wasn't he? Oh, he was mate. all right. He was just everywhere. He was all right. Like, that, just that last snapshot tackle <laughs> against the Bonyar. And just... Oh, mate. I, I, I just love that guy. And he's so humble. 
And like you could see it at the end when well, obviously we won and he walked past the Champions League. I, I, I think I think it was his sister or whatever is at the end. They were crying and it was just oh mate, like I, I love that guy, Jorginho. Do you know what? I, he has he played shit the last few Premier League games or our last few games, um, but I find what we said the last pod if Kante was playing as them the the two people around Jorginho that Jorginho can do what he's got to do with a ball and that worked what we said in the last pod that's what happened so it allowed Jorginho to have that less pressure on him being sort of like in defense in, in front of defenders and doing what he's got to do. And yeah, fucking hats off to them and definitely hats off to Kante because yeah, unreal, unbelievable. Um, Jorginho, especially, I thought he was, I thought he was doing the nasty stuff really well as well. I thought he was always in there for tackles. Yeah. He was pressing well, which he doesn't always do very well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I thought those two... Obviously, Kante was fucking unbelievable. Some of the tackles he made was just ridiculous. He was a threat going... He's based on one of the tackles. Brilliant defensively. Oh, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Honestly, they did a slow-mo on BT of one of the tackles, and it was, like, literally so, like, inch-perfect. And his That was the De Bruyne like, one, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was De Bruyne. Bruyne. It was the De Bruyne one, wasn't it? Yeah. Could have given away yeah. a penalty, but it was just Kante. Yeah. Brilliant tackle. I'm a, and Did he we... nearly scored the header in the first half, didn't he? When he Which, <laughs> straight away I said to Ash, because he did the post about um three finals, three headers. And yeah. and someone's lo- like made a joke and said Kante. And and so when that nearly happened, I was like, You laughed at that geezer who said that. I was like, look, he nearly done it. It nearly happened. Um, but no, I thought those two when they Obviously, he normally always turns up, Kante. Yeah. Um, but I thought when he plays really well, so does Jorginho normally. So, moving on from what my dear Jordan was just saying about Jordan, Kante my, my and Jorginho. He is my dear Jordan. I just don't Jordinho. like you and Tracy. Jorginho. 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 It's Jorginho. Um, <laughs> he was going to Jorginho first, um, as I kind of interrupted Jordan a little bit and was saying that what impressed me about him was he was pressing very well. Um, he was pressing very well. He was sticking his foot in. He's normally, if he gets time on the ball when he's up for the game, he normally uses the ball quite well. He builds the possession well, keeps the ball well, keeps the play moving normally um, when he's playing well. Um, but what impressed me most about him it was his pressing. And what can you say about Kante? The, as I, I think I interrupted Jordan quite a bit. So sorry, Jordan. Um, right, mate. As I was, um, as I interrupted Jordan again and was saying that the tackle on De Bruyne for Kante, mm. um, just his general. Just, uh, just everywhere. What can you say about him? The fucking ground he covers in the game. I'm just so everything humble. he does. I'm so humble with it. <laughs> you know what? I think even him, like, when he went up to collect his medal, like, everyone else was like, kissing the back. Like, Slobbering the, the trophy, it, weren't they? And then kissing the trophy. And he, and he kind of just looked 
so happy. Do you know what I mean? Just, I'm just so, I'm just going to tap that so just a good and human like, being, oh, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's just... And a- I- and I think the thing that really got me today, someone put it in the our group chat, didn't they? And it was um, Zuma lifted up um, Kante yeah. because he at couldn't end, even at, see. At the back. <laughs> Zuma did. Like, anyone, with, anyone with little kids, I've got two little kids, anyone did what you do at like a Christmas fair. Oh, he That's what people do to me as well. Yeah. People still do that to me. Jordan can relate, Yeah. <laughs> But you put them on your shoulders or you give them a little, you know, lift up. because oh, top yeah. shelf. There's something going on. And honestly, it was the cutest thing. And oh, I've, yeah. I've now decided I just want Kante to come and live with me. Could you imagine <laughs> just waking up you know even what? to you that smile every day? Tracy. And do you know what? He would do everything. He would do everything. He wouldn't need to. I would literally bow to his feet. <laughs> I would, he, he, would just, he would just smile. his dinner. I'd wash his clothes. I'd, he, 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 he would just smile. do anything in my house. He would, he would just smile and say, I've got, it, I've got it covered. Yeah, because, you, know, you know, 20% of the world uh, yeah. is covered in water. No, one, thing, yeah. one thing I wanted to ask all three of you, actually, when they name the starting eleven, obviously Kante picks himself if he's fit. He's going to be one of the two sitting in he there. He was definitely saved for that, wasn't he? Did you? Did any of you think you would have rather? Honestly, you can say it now because it's fine. It all worked out in the end. It was the right selection in the end, starting the both of them. Um, would you have put anyone else next to? Did you look at the start eleven and think? Oh fuck, Jorginho's playing. <laughs> I I actually did think, and, and I think it, it's no secret. I'm not a massive Jorginho fan, but I think. Oh, you've hit that really well as well. I'd never noticed. Well, I have praised him three times this season, so you know. Oh, kid, now she pulled forgive, them out of the bag, didn't she? Last pod of the season. I forgive you for being mistaken, but <laughs> 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 but I did I did think like the minute the lineup come in. Because of my faith in Tuchel in this competition, I didn't doubt that he would have done what he thought was best. Whereas I I will be honest with you, I think he has used the league and the FA Cup to a certain extent as a way to build towards the Champions League. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that because there's been some, in my opinion, some crazy moves and making as many changes as he was just seems like a bit of a dick move if you want me to be honest if we were trying to challenge on all fronts how fucking dare you don't you call start our with champions me. league winning manager a dick i, I felt it before you it. are you are cancelled this is cancel culture now it's happening <laughs> i'm gonna mute you in a minute i don't care if you're host <laughs> No, but I did think, like, I genuinely thought for the Champions League, I did think that he was going to pick what he thought. And I don't mean to be rude, but anyone standing next to Kante isn't going to look as good as Kante. Kante makes them look good. I could stand next to Kante, fuck up a million times, and he'd be there to mop up after me. And I genuinely believe that. The, The guy is that good. But... Georgie pay, played his part. I don't think there was anyone on that pitch that didn't give 200%. And that's all you'll ever ask for going into a, a cup final. Admittedly, though, stark contrast from the FA Cup final. 
where it didn't look like we were in a, even up for it. But it makes me think now, eggs were planted in one basket and it paid off. So happy days. I want to see how Ash feels about the egg planting. Um, team Tracy. Yes. Team Tracy. Right. I said it on the last pod. We got called negative got for it. Cancelled as well. Right? I think right. <laughs> we have Can't we have exceeded again. expectations. <laughs> we, we have. Yep. <laughs> we have. We have. We we are champions of Europe. Yeah, we are kings of Europe yet again. And again. of course, I can never, ever, ever imagine a bit of me being upset with that. Never, never possible. But I do rue the chances missed. I do rue the fact that we could have secured top four earlier. I do yeah. think that the starting lineup for the Champions League should have been the starting lineup for the fucking FA Cup final. Yeah. I do think that we had a winning formula and it took him, it took him time. And this was the problem we said with a manager taking over mid-season, it will take him time to find his best 11. I feel like he found his best 11 and we could probably all identify his best 11 right, before the season was out, before this game. Yeah. But how much of his personal agenda... You know, his personal drive to win the Champions League, how much of that has overshone? We could have easily fucking beat Leicester. Hang on. The right I, I agree with you, but I do think that everything he did leading up was for him. You to know have... I didn't say that, right? So you don't have to disagree. It's no, fine. You can agree with it, Ash. It, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I've said for time now that this was his comp. He understood this better than We all any. said it, yeah. Too so, many changes, though. Too, too many changes. Many changes but was it because? I mean, you can never be confident of a, of winning a, a Champions League final. But no. I felt. But I felt like with him, he wasn't. Which annoys me a bit because the FA Cup final for us, as as you know, like it being our oldest competition, and we respect it, we love it, we want to win it. I don't think it meant as much to him. As it did let's, let's let's go back to the FA Cup final and have a look at what shoes he was wearing. He wasn't wearing <laughs> his winning ones. He wasn't wearing really? his winning shoes. It, he, was, he was he was the German um, police. That's what he was. But, but if if just just like to to give my two pence on Georgie and Kante, um, I can't say a bad, bad word about Georgino anymore. He's, he's, no, 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 not anymore. Not, 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 he's won the Champions Excuse me, can you shut the fuck up? Ash is talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he just won the Champions League. And do you know what, right? right for, for everything we say about Georgian, I've, I've said his strength lies in that, that role. Like, uh, and, and uh, Tracy will fucking hate me for saying it. The American football, that quarterback role. That's got blockers in there. Yes, way. Ash. Right. Yes, he can. He can dictate play. He, it's it, fucking a, football. Yes, yes. But we've said all along, he's a system player. He's a system player. And if you play the right system, no, you stop saying right? soccer. Yeah, exactly. If you if you if you play the right system, you get the best out of players. And you know what? Interestingly enough, I think Georgie had a point to prove because he was coveted by City. He the City wanted it. For one reason or another, we ended up with him. And I think he went into that game having a point to prove. And I think he did Brace run that extra, switched off. I think he did run I'm that extra half yard. And you know what? I don't, I don't, I, I'm going to say this, right? I don't think he had his best game in the Chelsea shirt. Not on, not in the on final. Saturday. 
No, because he did not play his game. We did not get to dictate play through him as much as we No, he had to do would. other stuff, didn't he? He had to muck in and do other stuff. He had to do other but stuff. I'm, he had I to respect, muck in. Yeah. I, I, I respect that. It, yeah. But that is, in other, in other instances, that is where he's fallen short. But he'd done it on the biggest stage in the biggest game, the one that mattered. So fair play, Georgie. Fair play, Georgie. Yeah. And then Kante... Angola Gandhi. <laughs> oh, we need um, to learn that, that French chant, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Angola Gandhi. Angola Gandhi. You know how I feel about singing on my pod. Can you all shut the fuck up? <laughs> you yeah, wait till later, mate. Unreal, bro. Yeah, right, you wait right. till later. Guys, right, Kante, semi-final. Yes, Ash, can they tell us, tell us, tell us. Semi-final, Kante, first leg, man of the match. Yeah. Semi-final, second leg, man of the match. Yeah. Final of the Champions League, man of the match. Between him and Reese for me. N'Golo, 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 Kante... Versus Manchester City, right? Who, can I just say, at the time we won the 2012 Champions League, he was just starting professional football. That was his, that was his, like oh, a week later. Shit, a week that's late, crazy. A week later, he made his debut in like Division that's Two. Madness. In, in the French Division Two, right? With against, against Man City, like, you, and Gallo Cat is great. Is he a big game player or yeah. is he just a player? Right, because oh. against Man City, Champions League final, Champions League final, all eyes on him. Tackles the boy doesn't completed. know how to tackles, rest. Tackles completed. Guess the percentage. Hundred. Hundred. Anyone no, else? Ninety-eight. Hundred. Dribbles completed. Have a guess. Hundred. Hundred. Dribbles. Hundred. Hundred. Trace. I'm going to go hundred. Hundred percent. Who won the most jewels on the park out of both him. teams on Saturday Can't night? Him. Can't him. Can't <laughs> How many? Eleven. Eleven. Oh, Eleven jewels. He was won. everywhere. He was everywhere. Eleven jewels won. How many fouls did he commit though? Trying to get that ball before none. The none. 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 No, 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 Zero. 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 He dribbled. Zero. He dribbled. Hundred percent dribbles completed. How many times did anybody dribble past him? Not none. once. None. None. Love that is the best player. 100% dribbles. 11 duels won more than anyone else. Zero fouls committed. Zero times dribble passed. And he still, at the end, looked like he was just happy to be there. Yeah. Legend. Legend. And if Modric can win the Ballon d'Or, so can he. Because he's better than Modric. should absolutely be up for Ballon, Ballon d'Or. Absolutely yeah, should. Absolutely should. That guy literally strolls out like, everything's just a fucking day out at Chesedon, doesn't he? he? He never looks like he's got any pressure. Angola, Angola, Cante. Angola, Angola, Cante. Angola, Angola, Cante. To add to the, the Cante, Cante shit, um, Cante is the sixth player ever. Only six players have done it to win the Premier League, the Champions League, and the World Cup. Oh. Unreal. He, Great stat. He, I, Great I believe stat. he's also the first player ever to win the Champions League, the World Cup, and the Premier League back to back with two different clubs. Yes. 
That's true. So can anybody like so two of the someone other explain to me then why the Virgins wanted him sold last season no. for thirty million pounds? His legs are gone. His legs are gone though. Of course they have. Oh, two, two I missed that bit. <laughs> yeah, his legs are gone. His legs are gone. Kante's one of the six. Two of the other six won the Premier League with Chelsea. Can anyone name them? Oh, um... World Cup. I'll give you a clue. One player won the World Cup with Brazil, won the Champions League with Barcelona, then came to Chelsea and won the Belletti. Premier League. Giuliano Belletti. Fuck off. Giuliano Belletti. It wasn't a guess. That is because I know. That was <laughs> yeah. right. I don't Jordan guess. Jordan, <laughs> Tracy and Rick. There's one other. Won the Premier League with Chelsea. Again, in that order. World Cup with Spain. Champions League with Barca. Fabregas. Yeah. Nope. No, no, oh, at least Pedro. Say it, please. Pedro, it no. is Pedro, isn't no, it? It's Pedro, it's Pedro. It is? Oh, Fuck yeah, it you, is. Rick. Pedro. <laughs> you know, Pedro. Do you know what I was thinking? Right, do you know what I was thinking? Of you, I'm out. I, nearly, I nearly thought I forgot <laughs> because of the country he plays for, but I was actually going to say Deco then. I'm Pierce yeah, Morgan okay. and all of Deco, you. Yeah, yeah, not a bad shout, but yeah, Portugal did. But then the they've never won the World Cup, so. Um, right, bring it back because we've gone on. So moving lost. on <laughs> from the fucking free waffle monsters that I'm doing the pod with. Talk to me. Listen, listen, I fucking said. Right, the chant's cancelled now. The chant after the pod's cancelled. Can you, can you, can just guys, listeners, whoever the whoever the listeners are, can you tell that there's been consumption of alcohol before? <laughs> well, by three out of four people, there's been consumption of alcohol. Oh, oh, it was all right with your chamomile tea. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> tea. Um, so, talk to me. Talk to me about. Talk to me, terror tips. Mason Mount. Oh. Anyone go first. Anyone wants to go first, you go first. I just, honestly, I couldn't love that boy anymore. Right, that's enough from Tracy. Ash, you go next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to love him forever. That was it. Always. Go on, Tracy, you carry on. Go it's all right. You carry on. It's all right. Um, No, honestly, I couldn't love that boy anymore. And that ball to Hazard. Have it, sorry, for the goal. My unbelievable. Oh, what literally just switched and like the, the curl from his foot and the way the ball was spinning. I was just like, this isn't human. And the amount of stick he's got all season and the way not he's from us. no, not, not from, from us. any real fucking no, fan. No, no, all right, but he gets a lot of stick, he sees it, he understands it, his family are affected by it. And I just look at it and just think, right, at, at 22 years old. If I'm uh, experiencing that level of hate from weirdos off the internet, um, I think I would genuinely... Virgins off the internet, virgins. Well, yeah, but I think I would genuinely crumble a little bit. I think I would let that get to me. At 22 years old, like, you're still a kid. And I know it's not right to say that, but technically he is. But his resolve is determination his drive is just unparalleled and there's been so many uh, parallels drawn between him and Foden before the game and you know people want to argue who's the better player 
why do we have to do that anyway in an instant? Because they're both amazing players in their they're own both life. very good players. Unfortunately, exactly. we live but, in a world where Messi and Ronaldo ex- coexist and it's become a comparison world. Which is fine, but if you're telling me that you're not looking at that Champions League final and watching that boy give 200% and some, and honestly, like... I love him to his bones because I just think you have shown some massive bollocks this season. You have been put down. Your family have even like left social media for a bit. It's affected them that much. But you have just continued to prove people wrong. And I don't think his second dad got sacked. And his second dad got sacked. Now he's got a third one, fourth one in Southgate. I mean, it's terrible yeah. scenes. I mean, he's but I look, everywhere. Yeah, it literally, he's the man with the most dads in the world. Yeah. But it just makes me laugh. 18 dads and a European Cup. 18 dads. That's better than that song you locked on earlier. European Cup. But I genuinely look at him now and just think, I don't know how anyone, how anyone, if I even see anyone on Twitter, I'm just going to take him down because I can't be dealing with people who aren't looking at that boy in the light that he should be. He now is a European champion at 22 years old. That doesn't happen happen by accident. And he was integral to us winning that trophy yesterday. Saturday, I keep saying yesterday because I don't know what day I am. Just but, say yesterday, it's fine. But yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? No one knows when we recorded. Tomorrow. Um, we're recording <laughs> on Monday. But I just look at him and I just think, I don't care now. He, for me, is our future captain, he's our future everything because he is the one that will not stop learning. He's got that drive, ambition, and desire yeah. to do, and he could go to the fucking top, and I believe he will. Well, he has. Already at 22. So I feel like, you know, sky's the limit for him. He could continue to keep doing this and no one's going to bat an eyelid because they expect it from him because that's the player he is. I am in shock because I agree with you again. Yay! This is twice in one pod. This is ridiculous. How are we... Have you got anything to add on that, Jordan? Or are you just kind of same as me and Trace, really? You just agreeing? I love that boy, mate. I just think he's fucking quality. Like, like I was saying to my cousin the other night, like when he was in the youth for us and we used to go to like the youth uh, games and me and him said, we made it, called it out, me and Louis, that he'd be in our first team. And to, to win the Champions League in his second full season oh, man, uh, in, in, in men, it, uh, with Chelsea, that is, I wouldn't say men's football because he obviously had Derby, but yeah, I, I just, he's absolutely phenomenal and he deserves everything in in positivity that he gets because the guy just works for it. He plays for our badge and, you know, he just constantly fights back at the haters and, you know, he obviously sees that shit and he, do you know what? He constantly proves them wrong and he doesn't let it get hold of him. And do you know what? Fair play to the boy. He's young. He's very mature. He's only going to get fucking better. Happy days. Up the Mason. Yeah, no, that's a great shout, mate. Great shout. Ash, anything to add on that, mate? Plenty to add, mate. Plenty Go on, to mate. Add. You crack on. It's all right. You crack it's on. The uh, it's all right. How old is Mason now, guys? 22. 22. 22. 22. Put this in perspective, yeah? I wish I was, was that young... successful at 22. <laughs> there, was a, there was a young lad called John Terry, right? 
and he was an academy product. He and he played for a team called Chelsea, a marvellous, oh, wow. wonderful club, right? And at the age of 24, he lifted his first major title with them, and his name was written in history. At the age of 22, Mason Mount has done what John Terry strived to achieve. And okay, scenario's different, timing's different, situation's completely different, but you cannot take away anything from the fact that that boy, he joined the club younger than John Terry joined the club. He has been more Mr. Chelsea than JT was. JT was, what, 14? Yep. Mason Mount was six. (laughs) Six. So straight away, John Terry, 10 years from joining the club to winning his first major honours. Mason Mount, from joining the club, it's already 16 years. He's, he's, he's been at the club longer than JT was to lift that first trophy. I couldn't be prouder. And you know what? Right? It's not just about him being an academy product. In the first 45 minutes of the Champions League final, the Champions fucking league final, right, Man City created two chances. Two. Mason Mount created three. On his own, yeah. Fuck. Fuck off. Phil yeah. Foden, Man City, Liverpool, Man United... Anybody who doubts us, fuck off, fuck off. Mason Mount, anybody that hates on Mason Mount, fuck off. The problem Just is it ain't, it ain't rivals that does because I actually asked... Fuck off. Just fuck like, off. I that- asked, even Tottenham fans said, I don't understand this mentality behind hating Mason Mount. They would fucking kill for him. Right, yeah, obviously so. our, 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 our tactics and the situation changed second half because we had a one-goal lead mm-hmm. in the European Cup final. But at first half, to look at it alone, he created more than Man City. Not only that, he attempted 22 passes. 22 passes in the first half. How many did he complete? All of 22. them. 22. All of them. 22. Do you know and, why? And the most Gorm. important one of those Gorm. was the assist. That and one can, I just add, can I just add on the passing bit? You know, that guy only misplaced one pass in the whole of his Champions League campaign. What in that? What Mason Mount misplaced one in all of the games. One in, in his whole Champions League campaign. That's unbelievable. Why like not? I swear down, it come up passes. earlier. It literally come up earlier. That guy that's, misplaced one pass in his whole you know campaign. What, like, the boy you know star. He's like the weight. If 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 Iniesta or Kevin fucking Black Eyed De Bruyne or <laughs> anybody. Anybody that the, the media bum, if Bruno fucking Fernandez, you know, name name them, come at me with any name. If anybody played that part, right, that would be headline fucking material. Oh, the fact is Mason Mount, the fact is Chelsea, it ain't. But the pass for the goal, that assist, the weight of that pass was Did fucking Did you see unreal. the reverse angle I sent you guys in the group? Post? Yeah, yeah, and oh, it was. Oh, I mean, gave like, we, we said, City play a highlight. So sorry. And, <laughs> So sorry. I'm City, so sorry. City play a high line, right? And Edison comes off his line. He, he sweeps. <laughs> he sweeps up. Quite often in the game, we saw the back four of City yeah. five yards behind the halfway line. But they play a high line and we wanted to exploit it. And we didn't do it as much as I'd hoped. We did it a few times. But the one time that mattered was the time when Mason got his head up and that high line and Edison being... Like mm. ready to come out and close it down. He literally passed that ball to the exact like, perfection. It, 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 when when I'm playing golf, they say you know putt to within a dustbin lid of the hole. So you put a dustbin lid over the hole. If your first putt is within that dustbin lid, game on. 
and he put that pass with a football from fucking much further. He put that pass within a dustbin lid of where it yeah. needed to be. And it made and that is massively underrated. That assist is underrated. And I'd marry him tomorrow. <laughs> I thought you'd have to join a queue. I think you should start considering um, the options of the age group you're going after. So I'd marry a now, now we have <laughs> wax <Beatles>. lyrical. Astrid Beatles. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. Oh my god, I've knocked my headset off. Um, you got so excited. <laughs> and I just want to point out to the listeners that you did not miss here, Ash. You heard it exactly right what he said there. It was exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. I can categorically say that is the views of 1905, what Ash just said. So yeah. we're all agreeing yeah. with that. Yeah. All in agreement. Um, moving on from the wonderful Mason Mound that has 35 dads, um, let's talk about Kai Havertz. Oh, um, I'm gonna start with Kai Havertz, yeah, go. Um, horrendous start, Mm. um, struggle to get to grips with the pace of the league. Um, oh, sorry, no, meeting general. Not the game, yeah. not the game, <laughs> not the game. And it's great, the game from the word go. Um, um, so he had the COVID, he had a few hamstring niggles here and there, struggled with the pace of the game, didn't really settle till 2KL come in, really. And then he started to show little flashes. Um, <laughs> Tracy pulling pace. I didn't there. do anything. Why are you lying? Um, <laughs> I'm going to make sure this is in the fucking teaser. Um, He has come on leaps and bounds under the new management. But that, for me, in in terms of a game that he started, that was the most complete game that he's played since he started. I actually Um, agree. Not just the magnitude of the game. It was generally his all-round play. The, the fucking ground he covered was They didn't let it phase him, did he? No, and what impressed me was, what I love about him, he just makes it all look so easy. He get the ball at his feet and you think, fucking hell, how's he going to get out of this? And he just keeps hold of the ball so well. What we're going to do, because I feel like we're going to go on for about three million years, <laughs> I'm going to... Um, I'm going to round Werner in as well. Yeah. So we'll do Werner and Havertz together. Um, Werner, I just want to say, off the ball, as usual, his movement for the goal to create, as Jordan, I think, alluded to earlier in the pod. Yeah, he did, yeah. He did. Um, Werner peeling off, took the centre-half away, left a massive, massive hole for Havertz to break through. And Werner, obviously, in front of goal, the first one that come to him that he miskicked, I could sort of think, oh, it's early in the game. You can just sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, it's early in the game. He's not quite... The second one annoyed me more than anything because he's kind of just side-footed it. And I just think, just fucking blast it. And that's a goal if you blast that. I think um, that's been the story of his season. And I don't think yes. next season is going to be different. I can't understand the question. I think next season will be different. Come on, Ash, tell me why. Tell me why. No, I think I think Werner will take this season on his chin. I, I, I don't mm. think he'll do the same next season. No, I don't, no, no, no. It's what I'm saying. He's going to be no, better you said, next. You said you said next season won't be different. No, sorry, no. I said next season will be different for him. 
No, I said because I feel like he's made all his mistakes in his first season, which is where I kind of expect somebody to make all those mistakes. And I think for him, it's been a bit psychological, one mistake after Not even that. Like, it's, you know, there's been times where he's he's opened up a game and we missed him at Arsenal. We actually missed him at Arsenal. Yeah. He's the one that opens the fucking defence. He's the one that actually creates that space. And he's so underrated. And I don't get anyone that slates Timo Werner. I will never understand. Forget him as a striker. He's not a striker. As a left-wide player, he's the best we've had since Maluda. He's a problem for opposition defenders. He's a big They don't know how to deal with him. And he actually... Next season, I think him, Havertz and... Lewandowski. Oh, right, maybe. And the big, strong defenders can't handle me. Mason Mount in behind. It's going to be a scary place. How do we feel about Werner and Havertz, George? Um, I'm, yeah, I I think they're quality. Havertz, like you said earlier, he gets in positions where you think, fucking hell, how is he going to get out of this? And he's so tall. It's that little quick thing, isn't it? Yeah, but he's so tall when you think he's going to struggle, but he actually gets out of it. His pace is, he's makes the correct runs. Yeah. Um, I thought, like going back to the question you said earlier, did you think that you know, would you change any other position or whatever in, in that lineup? No, like I generally think that that lineup with Havertz, Werner, and Mount it, were was was what we wanted to see. I think Ziyech, we said a few times, hasn't really made that that sort of. Uh, winning impression on us uh, a lot this season. Um, and I think Havertz definitely des- deserved that. And he fucking played absolutely phenomenal. And he got the winning goal for us and he took it really well. It looked yeah. like he just there was no pressure on him. There was no wall he, on his shoulders. And he, he just thought, was... he just, like a little breath of fresh air. Like, he, and Werner. Yeah, that's the game that you wanted him to yeah. just show. And that's, you, that's yeah. the one where you just wanted to show his composure. And, you know, there's been a couple of times, like, I can't remember what game it was now. He could have scored a fucking hat-trick. But he, like, yeah. hit the bar. Real Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah that was it. Yeah. He it could have scored a fucking hat-trick. Yeah. It was like, we had, like, eight shots on target or whatever. Yeah, and but, I mean, three of... goals was, like, five against Real Madrid. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I mean. Like, you know, he had his... Um, uh, that was just an unlucky game. He was there. He was doing the 99% of what we needed, but that 1% was just the goal. And he didn't get that, unfortunately. But he played very well. And he still continued. And Werner, going back to him, even if he doesn't manage to make his mark via assist or a goal, he will be there and he'll make them opportunities by his off-ball movement. Hence the goal. He pulled two people away from Havertz because he could have been ganged up on. But no, Werner thought, fuck this, ran towards like the corner flag, it pulled two people away. Mason Mount saw the opportunity like he is, whizzed it in, and that was it. Game over. Fucking yeah. around Everson yeah. goal. That's that's what we need. He's not a striker. If we get a big fucking centre forward strike like a big name, and we're in a lucrative club now. We're a lucrative club all over again, a lucrative club. Lucrative. lucrative. <laughs> Whatever it is. I knew I what you meant, care. George. Don't worry, mate. I knew what you Lucrative meant, mate. club. Um, I don't care. But there is going to be a player and it's going to be a big marquee sign and it will be, I am joining the Champions Europe all over again. Yeah. Yeah, Let's it's going to be that tweet, that magic tweet that we all want to see from a, yeah, 
100%. Lewandowski, please. Um, Imagine. To finish off, we've already touched on... Actually, Ash, talk to me, Ash. you got something to say. Go on. I didn't get a goal on Werner and... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Go on, I thought you did. Sorry, dude. Go on. Um, I don't see the point of either of them, mate. Don't want them to wear a shirt. <laughs> I thought Werner... Yeah, fucking Werner, useless, Werner, both of them, didn't they? Fucking Werner, useless. We had, inside, we had a chance inside fucking 15 minutes and Werner fluffed his lines on his favoured left foot. You've got to be putting that away. You can't guarantee you're going to create many chances in the big games and he fucked it up. And Havertz ghosted around. He covered a lot of ground, but did he do anything? What a cunt. Uh, <laughs> you know what, right? There's always got to be one in the pod, and there's always got to be one cunt in the and pod. And it's not me. It's not me this <laughs> And it's not me for once. No. Jokes aside, and I've said this to so many people over the past week, right? As a direct replacement, Werner's replaced Pedro in this team, really, right? It's taken us a, a little while to get there, but we replaced Pedro. And... Werner's stats, chances created, opportunities he's arrived at the end at, assists, goals, better than any season Pedro had with us. It's a fucking massive upgrade. He's not a centre-forward. He's not. And I don't want to judge him as a centre-forward. Kai Havertz, also not a centre-forward. And you know what? His lackadaisical style is very Berbatov or Ozil, I think we said on previous pods. And, you know, it's one of those things where you think he's not putting in the yards or he's, he's, he's... He's very relaxed, you know. One of the things I struggled with when I was playing as younger, I used to panic on the ball. I used to panic on the ball. Yeah. And he doesn't. He, he just, he's calm. And he's not easily flustered, is he? And you know what, right? <laughs> hey, do you know what? We have not seen the best of them two yet. No, Next we haven't. Season. You're Next season. Right. Next season, I think we're going to see definitely. No, I think we're going to see a big marked improvement on both of them. And that's exciting to think about for next season. If um, this is yeah. their bedding season, then well... Watch next season. And, and they've won the Champions League in their bedding season. Yeah. What I just wanted to finish up on, and somebody shout at me if you disagree while I'm summarising, I just wanted to mention the subs. Because we'd already spoke about Christensen, because yeah. he was kind of a very early sub. Um, I thought Kovacic come on. Yeah. And I thought he kept the ball well. It was a good sub. It was the right sub to make at the right time. It was fresh legs. He kept the ball well. And Pulisic was the right sub to come on because it was fresh legs, running in behind, stretching their defence, something for him to worry about. And should have scored. scored. Yeah. Should have scored. scored. But he I done thought that was when in. He come on. I thought they both played their part. Especially Christensen. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm missing any subs, am I? So no, I that's it. it. Yeah. So just on that, just on that quickly, Rick. Mason Mount and Andreas Christensen, the first two players ever to win the UEFA Youth League and the Champions League. Yeah. Yes. That is I that's my favorite. Is that a stat or is that just yeah, a fact? Yeah, it's a stat. It's a fact. Well, it's a fact on a so, stat. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. It's a record, fact mate. Stat. It's a record. That is my favourite fact stat to finish on for a pod. Amazing. Um, well, I think the listeners will appreciate I've had to put up with these three reprobates for over an hour. Yeah. And I think we've done quite well. And I don't want to do the finishing, so someone else can do the finishing because I don't like doing that. Well, champions of Europe, we know what we are. Yes. Let's go. Keep the blue flag flying high. Blue flag flying high.
So I suppose we should explain why we are now doing an add-on or an extra yeah. pod. Didn't even um, wash my hand. So we put a poll up earlier because we created this song in the last couple of weeks that just kind of took us over. Rick is not impressed at all, but he's here just to throw some hands in the air at some point. <laughs> um, but this was the 1905 new chance that we It wasn't the 1905 new chance because I hadn't signed off on it well, and I hosted the pod. Wait. We kind of don't wait for your say-so, Rick. We just do stuff, to be honest. <laughs> so we did a poll earlier. 80% of you wanted to hear the new chant. Now, Jordan, I blame Macca for this. I blame Macca for oh, this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. Ash, are you ready for this? I'll lead this shit. You're leading. You're going to put up with this, aren't you, Rick? <sighs> yeah, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We have created a new chart that we think I apologise to everyone oh, in advance. I apologise to everyone in advance. If you agree with Rick, we are more than happy to take the criticism on. But if you think this is as amazing as we piss think it is, then... You can at me on Twitter and tell me how amazing it is. Tell Rick he's wrong if you agree with our piss selves. I think that's the way... See underscore Rick underscore 1985. Tell me. Good plan. We've gone for simple but effective. This one. Okay. It's fucking definitely simple. I'll give three of you that much. <laughs> it was at this point we realised that with Jordan, Tracy and myself doing the chant, um, it just all was out of sync, really. Um, it wasn't because we were pissed. I think it was to do with the recording. Um, but as we were pissed, Tracy and I decided to just work it out between us. So here goes. <laughs> He's blue, Edward Mendy is blue. Oh, Edward Mendy is blue. Edward Mendy is blue. Oh, Edward Mendy is blue. Edward Mendy is blue. Oh, Edward Mendy is blue. Edward Mendy is blue. He's blue, Tiago Silver is blue. 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 He's blue. He's blue. Benny Chilwell is blue. Oh, Benny Chilwell is blue. Benny Chilwell is blue. Oh, Benny Chilwell is blue. Benny Chilwell is blue. Oh, Benny Chilwell is blue. Benny Chilwell is blue. He's blue and go Kante is 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 blue. He's blue. Kai Havertz is a 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 blue. He's blue, Mason Mount, Mason Mount, and Mason Mount, 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 <laughs> but we are champions of Europe. We know what we are. We know. We what know we what we are. We know what we are.
Champions of Europe. We know what we are. We've done it again. We've done it again. Champions of Europe. We've done it again. Nice way to end it, that.